0: Ladies and gentlemen, warning, spoilers ahead. I can't beat him. Apollo?
1: Yeah. I've been out there walking around, thinking. I mean, who am I kidding? I ain't even in the guy's league. What are we going to do? I don't know. You work so hard. Yeah, it don't matter, because I was nobody before. Don't say that. Oh, come on, Adrian, it's true. I was nobody. That don't matter either, you know, because I was thinking it really don't matter if I lose this fight. It really don't matter if this guy opens my head either. Because all I want to do is go the distance. Nobody's ever gone the distance with Creed. And if I can go that distance, you see, and that bell rings and I'm still standing. I'm going to know for the first time in my life, you see that I weren't just another bum from the neighborhood. Good evening, and welcome to television. G'day! Hello, hello, hello! Hey! Hey! Hi there, whoa. Hey! Oh. I'm Wayne Stellini. And
0: I'm a Philip Hunting, and welcome to Fred Watch, where we view and review films, everything from the mainstream to the obscure.
1: Absolutely. And Philip, what have you been watching since our last podcast?
0: I have watched Batman. Hey. Not your favourite Batman. I've been watching the animated
1: series. <laughs> it's okay. I love hey. the animated series too. Uh,
0: yeah. So rewatching the Warner Brothers one from, I believe, and you'll correct me, um, the first one, the
1: uh, 90s.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So is it 90s or is it 80s, and 90s?
1: No, it's actually 90s because it was inspired by the Burton films. So how yes, about yes, yes. 89, 92, yeah.
0: There you go. Now, what's the one after that with Rastafari and Joker? Is that 90s, 2000s? That's later 90s, isn't it?
1: That is later 90s, yes. Beautiful. That's
0: you. Usually my favourite one, but I've been watching the Tim Burton-inspired one. So much fun.
1: Yeah, beautiful one. And
0: once they get in, Mark Hamill as the Joker.
1: Perfect casting with Mark Hamill.
0: Perfect casting.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And how about yourself? For me, I went for a totally different direction than you, Philip. I revisited... The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert.
0: Oh, very nice. Yes,
1: so I had my RuPaul's Drag Race binge, (laughs) and now I wanted more drag queens (laughs) with an Australian flavor, so a lot of fun. It was nice revisiting that one, actually. Very nice. So, today's film. Well, today we're reviewing the classic underdog story, Rocky. Please explain. Set against the cold industrial landscape of Philadelphia, Rocky Balboa, played by Sylvester Stallone, makes ends meet as a loan shark's thug and small-time boxer. Both a loner and everybody's mate, he has his eyes set on best friend Paulie's sister Adrian, Talia Shire, a painfully shy pet shop worker. As Rocky brings Adrian out of a shell, charismatic boxing heavyweight champion Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers, is looking for an unknown opponent for an upcoming match. He discovers Rocky and sees a fight with the Italian Stallion as the perfect marketing opportunity to boost his personal profile. Rocky, on the other hand, accepts the challenge so that he can prove to himself and others that he's not a loser by going the distance with the undefeated Apollo Creed. So, Philip, did you go the distance with Rocky?
0: (laughs) Well, unlike a lot of the other ones um, you've brought, I actually have seen this before. When I first viewed it, I viewed it as... I mean, I reckon I was around sort of 13, 15, and I viewed it as a sports film. I've never been the most sporty of kids, I've never really enjoyed those sort of things. I think one of the only sporting films I've really enjoyed is that one with the women baseballers.
1: A League of Their Own. League
0: of Their Own, that one. I really enjoyed that one. Everything else, I just sort of go, eh, ah, beh. I suppose it's mainly because I don't understand sports well enough, etc. But this, I really enjoyed the second time around. Okay,
1: yeah. And I think a lot of people do experience Rocky for the first time when they're younger. Probably don't understand the different dimensions to the film. So what was it like the second time around for you?
0: Okay. You were explaining how it's actually where, you know again, I thought it was a sporting uh, boxing movie. You were saying actually it's a lot of different genres. And it really uh, stood out to me um, how you said last time how it was actually should be viewed as a love a love story. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd like you to explain that a bit further. That's a whole concept.
1: Yes, well, the love story element of the film is one that I find the most interesting. I think it's the catalyst for a lot of character development for both Rocky and Adrian. And their relationship is at the core of the film. Rocky itself is a multi-layered film. So it's a sports movie. It's an underdog story. It's a working class story. It's a study of masculinity. It's all of these wonderful things. And I think it demonstrates what a clever writer Stallone is. Mm. Because he's weaved all of these different elements into this seemingly simple narrative. Mm. So, was the film, in terms of a love story, what stuck out most to you, Philip, or did one of these other layers in Rocky resonate with you as well?
0: Yeah, so you had, as you had said all this sort of beforehand, I specifically tried to watch it Mm. as a love story, and it really does. And then when you throw in this working class, this underdog, all that jazz, it does, you do seem to find... The like you've just said the layering etc and it makes a hell of a lot more sense there's also even in terms of sense wise like for me personally there's one line that I obviously missed in my first viewing which is where it's like I'm not going to win but I want to just go the distance now, I actually missed that in my first viewing, and so it made a heck of a lot more sense now. And when you tie that all in with this love story, yeah, just it's not about him fighting a guy. It's about him showing to the world that he's worthwhile.
1: I'm glad that that particular line stood out for you, Philip, because that for me is the most significant line in the film. Mm. And I'm going to go back later on and talk about that specifically, because I think that that line is so multi-layered in terms of the context of the film and Stallone, as well as the character of Rocky. You did mention during the screening about the working class element.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And I think it's typified, perhaps, in Adrian's older brother, Paulie.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah,
1: played by Boat Young. So he is aggressive. He's very gruff. Mm. I wanted to say traditional, but I don't really know if that is the case. He does show affection, but it is in a very violent and aggressive manner. Mm. The good intentions go awry with his temper.
0: Yeah, and he also seems like that sort of lazy bum who uh, rips into his sister. It's almost like they wanted to make him, you know, because he's an alcoholic, and it's almost like he wanted to make him violent. They just didn't want to actually make him violent for this movie, maybe to keep, you know, a certain PG rating, or I don't know.
1: So, when you say violent, do you mean violent towards another person?
0: Yeah, felt that way.
1: Yeah, because he does, you know, destroy furniture and yeah, and and is verbally violent if yeah. you will really aggressive but he doesn't lay a hand on Adrian yeah. you sense like, he never has
0: you sense he never has my gut tells me that that maybe they wanted to in the film they just didn't want to for whatever you know uh, social reason
1: well I don't know and looking at the film how it stands and how the characters are I would argue that I think Paulie would never hit Adrian and the reason why it was never depicted was because once he crosses that line line we lose him
0: yeah, 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 yeah
1: and also we can't find a justification for rocky to be his friend yeah this is true so yeah. one thing you had actually mentioned philip was that you were surprised that rocky seems to forgive paulie so yeah, easily yeah yeah and i think this is where the film as a study of masculinity and masculine relationships plays into it because when we think about the film and this also ties into the role of women in the film Yep. is that Rocky is a homosocial film. Women are irrelevant. The way they make themselves relevant is by making themselves relevant. So we could argue that at first, Adrian's position in this world is simply to procreate with Rocky, for him to have a girlfriend, for yeah, him yeah, to yeah. affirm his masculinity by having a woman with him. And the way he courts Adrian is interesting too, because he's shy, he's very charming, He tells bad jokes, and he's extremely persistent as well. Yeah. Well, the way he does invite her into his place... And then refuses to let her leave. Yes. It's interesting, because we could look at that as being quite assertive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. men have all the power in this film. Yeah. And Adrienne herself is around 30, it's established, is a virgin. And a lot of emphasis is placed on her virginity, especially from Paulie. One thing that really sets Adrian off is when he says, you're busted, you're no longer a virgin. And that obviously annoys Rocky a lot. Yeah. So women here are really seen in a figure that Western society has placed them in, traditionally, yeah. as caregivers, as homemakers as lovos, as nurturing figures adrian does tick all of these boxes but once again what i think is really clever about the waste alone writes is that she is a lot more than that yeah his moral compass if you will through the increasing media attention through wanting to go ahead with this fight is all dictated by her yeah i think it's subtle in this film but she is the core to this And what's impressive about that is, and what reaffirms it, out of everyone in this film, she is the least interested in boxing. Yeah, yeah. She does not care about him boxing. When it comes to the big fight, she refuses to watch him. She waits in the locker room for him, which has nothing to do with it. So everybody wants Rocky and there is that old saying about when you're famous or when you have money they all come out of the woodwork.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Adrian is the only one who doesn't do that. Yeah. You know, if anything when she leaves the home she's in living with her brother, she downgrades drastically. Yeah, yeah. To live with Rocky and well his slum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. of a place. But so as she comes out of her shell aesthetically, she's happy to refine everything else including her living arrangements. Rocky doesn't really seem to want much from her, mm. except this companionship and love and acceptance. Because Rocky as well, the way he speaks, the way he understands things, yeah, gets him dismissed as being quite stupid. yeah. And I think this is where Stallone puts himself into Rocky. So Stallone himself has half of his face paralyzed, and that explains his slowed speech, yeah, which has been the source of Plenty of parody, (laughs) because it is easy to do. (laughs) That's right, Philip. That's right. So, Stallone himself would have been dismissed. And the reason why I love the line about just wanting to go the distance... Yeah. Stallone's talking about himself.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. He
1: doesn't want the film, essentially, or he never set out for the film, to be a huge box office success. Nobody thought it would be. Yeah, But he wanted to go the distance. He just wanted to make a film. Yeah, he yeah, wanted to sense. yeah he wanted to make his movie yeah and I think that there is this beauty and harmonious sense with this film with Stallone and Rocky they are one in the same in many ways and again Stallone is clever even with acting and I know that that's probably a far out notion for a lot of people who have seen his films <laughs> but when you see Stallone at his best yeah it, I agree with that and it comes from improvising as well most certainly. Yeah, one of them. I
0: mean, uh, uh, sorry to cut you off, you but I know Demolition Man, for example. A lot of it, sort of, you get both sides. You get a lot of people saying, oh, it's, it's just cr- cruddy. Uh, uh, Stallone Yeah uh, Whatever But then it's also Really well Performed I know it's a, I personally think It's a great script And a great sort of
1: Take on society Yeah you're right And you know Stallone for me Demonstrates it Perhaps even more so In the first Rambo film Called yeah. First Blood Again You see Stallone At his best He improvises It's not a bad thing To know when Stallone Improvises Because there's something Very natural about it Yeah but it works in the context of the character he's playing. And First Blood as well is a beautiful action film. Yeah. Aesthetically, pacing, narratively. And again, Stallone, when he's with the right material, knows what he's doing and how to handle it. Yeah. It's no surprise that he hits every single mark with Rocky because it is his baby. Yeah,
0: that's it. That's it. You
1: know As the writer, as the star, no one knows these characters better than Stallone. And the way he weaves them through the narrative is absolutely amazing. Yes. One thing that he does really well, and again, it's the study of masculinity, is depict the relationships he has with men in this film. We've talked a little bit about how he forgives Paulie so easily. You sense that Paulie is his oldest friend? Yeah. Because... He does forgive him. There is some humour between them. You know, Rocky entertains him. He tries to protect him from entering the thug life. Yeah. Being a lone shark and humours him when he says, fine, you can look after marketing and advertising <laughs> for my part of this just to keep him happy. Yeah, yeah. But it's also the relationship that he has with the lone shark as well. Yep. With yep. the other thugs. But most significantly is Mickey, the guy who owns the boxing ring, ring and area and gym that Rocky trains in. Yes. And Mickey as well is a beautiful character, beautifully drawn out. It's like an estranged father-son relationship. Yep, yep. They have that incredible fight back at Rocky's place where Mickey comes up to him and says, let me use my knowledge, let me manage you, let me train you. And Rocky, who's been kicked out of the gym, who hasn't had much feedback from Mickey over yeah. a 10-year period, absolutely shreds him yeah shreds him and again just beautifully written and beautifully performed by Bojus meredith that we sympathize and we can empathize with both of them we can see both of the sides of the story
0: yeah i do will admit i found that whilst had a beautiful I feel there wasn't enough gravitas. One thing, if I could make a criticism about any of this film, is that they don't play with enough gravitas for... There's not enough consequences for events. Right. So, you see it with Paulie. You see it with... What's his name? Mickey? Mickey, yep. Um, You see it with the thugs. You see it... Everything doesn't quite have... And I think it's because I'm so used to seeing movies that... You know, every little thing has a consequence. And now I'm seeing something that maybe is actually closer to real life. If you think about your real life, you do something wrong... Give it enough time, people will forgive you. Mm. You do something stupid, yeah, people have forgotten about it. The next time, by the next time they see you, sort of thing. It, quite often, that's really the reality of life. Because end of the day, no one has time to hold grudges. No one has time to really care about anyone else, sort of thing. My point mm. on that is that you have this fight. And then 30 seconds later, he goes down. Now, I get that that's sort of more of a Rocky realising he needs that help. But then I would have almost liked to have seen something where maybe Mickey has kind of taken a lesson from that. Because you see him, you see him when he walks away, he's defeated and he realises he done messed up because he didn't in that 10 years pay any attention to him. And yes, he has just kicked him out of the gym because you're a bum and you're no good. And he realises that, oh, well, actually, I don't deserve to be your manager i don't deserve to uh bask in the sunlight that you're about to give because i messed up mm-hmm. but then because rocky forgives him in that moment it, i feel like it's almost he hasn't learned a lesson
1: i wonder if the reason for that is well i don't necessarily want to say time well, <laughs> in, yeah, in terms no, no, of the no. story But how much emphasis can we place on this but i actually think The reason for that is that it wants to reflect on Rocky as a personality. So one thing that I picked up on with this particular viewing, and I've seen Rocky plenty of times, is even though Rocky himself is quite popular within his community, everyone in the street knows him, everyone in the pub knows him, they joke around, you know, he helps somebody passed out on the street and brings him into the pub. He gives an older brother chat to one of the girls hanging with a rowdy crowd. Mm. So he's quite, I feel, respected a Amongst his peers or at least liked yeah, yeah, yeah within his own class yeah but rocky himself is quite a lonely character yeah and what for me emphasizes this is not only the way he lives he has his most intimate discussions with his totals and yeah, goldfish yeah. until adrian comes along of course but also his very first training session so that first montage and He's sitting up in bed, shivering cold. Yeah. You know, he goes to the street. Is the only one out there besides the garbage truck and so forth. yeah, yeah. yeah. And Bill Conti's music is absolutely stunning. It is the most loneliest, yeah. subtle music. It really emphasizes that Rocky is alone in this big world. And again, suddenly, everybody wants a piece of him. Where were you before? Yeah. Why am I only good now? And Apollo Creed only wants Rocky because he is a nobody. Yeah, yeah. Apollo does not take this fight seriously in the regards of I could be defeated. No way. It's, I take the element that this will boost my personal profile. Yes. This encourages my name. I'm such a good guy. America, land of opportunity, giving someone the opportunity to fight the greatest boxer there is. Yeah. And we juxtapose that with Rocky, who's alone on a cold morning, fighting really, really hard. Yeah, and he has the fear and vulnerability the night before the game happens or the match happens. Yeah, yeah. you know he really is a nobody in the yeah. marketing in the poster. They don't even get the color of his shorts right. Yeah, yeah, Because he's insignificant to this broader world, and he has that beautiful moment where he's vulnerable with Adrian about just wanting to go the distance, whereas Apollo just wants to cash in his check and live up to his promise and put on a great yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, The showman, yeah. The showman. Absolutely. I mean, he
0: even they even have the line during the fight. He's manager he's someone the trainer whatever comes up and says to him um this guy's doesn't know it's a show he thinks it's a fight mm-hmm. you know it, which goes to show that everyone on that level yes. thought that this guy would play the game
1: absolutely and it's get serious
0: get serious yeah. um which is interesting to duck out a little bit i felt that there was that time when the trainer was watching the news broadcast of rocky going to town on the on the beef meet, yeah. on the beef where is the beef? And he... Sorry. And he... Then... He sort of had that look of... You might want to... And he says, you might want to come watch this. And he doesn't bother coming to watch it. I would have thought that's when that guy would have clicked.
1: But again, I think that's when Apollo...
0: Well, I mean, not Apollo, but his manager would have.
1: Yes. Surely. But I think his manager has that whole... You know, his main trainer has that whole intention the whole way through. We know that Apollo is great. Yeah. The problem is... Apollo knows that he's great. Yes, yes. And Apollo's own ego will get in the way. I do liken Apollo a little bit to Muhammad Ali in terms of the, you know, the charismatic language, the yeah, showmanship, yeah, yeah. the way that everyone around him idolizes him. And I think with Apollo, that ego is pushed that little bit further. Yeah, and that's his flaw. Yeah, you know, he goes into the ring saying Creed in three. Now, whether he means three minutes, one round, or just by three rounds, let's give everyone what they paid for, Rocky isn't playing. He's not messing around.
0: Yeah, most definitely. He's, and he's not... You even see that point where he turns around and says, throw in the towel and I'll kill you. Yes. Because he wants to go the distance. He wants... That is his goal. It's not to win. It's not to be the very best like no one ever was. It was just to do the one thing no one's been able to do.
1: Go the distance
0: against Crete.
1: Yes, and he does go the distance. Oh, yeah. So, Philip, when revisiting this film, did you remember? how the film ends in terms of, did you go into it thinking, well, the film is about Rocky, so Rocky's going to win the fight?
0: No, to, you be, remember? to be fair, I remembered, I remembered the whole thing mm. in the sense that as I was watching it, I was going, yeah, I've seen this, I remember all this. Yeah. Um, there was one scene actually where the girl goes, screw you, Rocky, and up yours is him, where I went, oh, that's where that's from, because I've had that. Every time I see the uh, Spaceballs, Yes. Every time I see Spaceballs and they do that salute, hails. Uh, (laughs) And I actually think of that scene. I'm like, where's that scene from? Now remember it's from this. But as I said, it was that one line that I missed Before that, the show didn't make sense. Mm. I couldn't understand why he didn't win, but he was still happy. I couldn't understand why he was going, there's not going to be another uh, rematch. No rematch. I don't want a rematch. Uh, I couldn't understand where the celebration was outside. Remembering, I don't know sports either. I didn't really cotton on that he... Went the distance right. at that point. So seeing that, that's changed the movie entirely for me.
1: Yes, and it actually does, even though Apollo wins through you know, the point system and yeah. through the judges, that he essentially put up the better fight. And let's face it, why wouldn't he? Yeah. Rocky is the winner.
0: Yeah, Rocky is the winner. Because
1: he's, he's gone the distance. Yeah, he's, he's gone the
0: distance. He's now not a
1: nobody. He's that guy who. Yes, and everyone knows who Rocky is. Yeah. And for him, did he even really want that? No, he pushes away the media who are more excited about Balboa for going the distance with Creed than Creed's own victory. Uh, yeah. Creed, Creed yeah. wins again. We, we knew you would. We because... yeah, knew you'd win, but hey. <laughs> yeah, but with, with Balboa, here we go. Here's this guy who's gone the distance, who's done what, let's face it, we may have wanted him to do because that would be really cool but we never thought never he would. It. And all Rocky wants to do is now that he's gone the distance is find Adrian yeah. and go home. He yeah. doesn't want a rematch. He doesn't want more money. He doesn't care for any of it. Yeah, yeah. Even when Paulie puts up the meeting with the press to demonstrate yeah, yeah. him Punching the beef He gets cranky He gets really cranky He doesn't want it He's been doing it By himself the whole time Yeah yeah Let me just keep Doing my thing Let me focus yeah. He's really disciplined In that way He's had to be Because yeah. he's needed Boxing As much of a Small scale boxer He is He's needed it To survive
0: Yeah that's it
1: And based on the Place he lives in And the fact that He has to be A Lone Sharks thug Yeah Shows how little Boxing has actually Given back to him That's it That's it Yeah
0: um, So I think In the end When if you'd asked me when I was 13 out of five, what would you give it? <laughs> I probably honestly would have gone, oh, you know what? Two or three, maybe three to push it over the fact. Because the end of the day, it does look like a great movie. It, it does have some beautiful lines, all that sort of stuff. But I just didn't get it. Now that I've rewatched it with all this in mind, and so watching it on a different angle, and through actually picking up the little detail that I needed, <laughs> yeah, I'd happily give this a four. Yeah. This is definitely a four. Now, what I'm interested now to see is I'm actually interested to see the other ones because I've not seen any of the other ones. Yeah. But now knowing that where this has such greatness with all this layers, knowing that the others were looked at as just or or approached as just boxing films, am I going to appreciate them as much as I now appreciate this one?
1: Yeah, well, on a personal level for me, because I do enjoy the other Rocky films, to different degrees, for me, the perfect accompaniment to Rocky is Rocky 2. Now, that might sound like a (laughs) no-brainer, But no, not, not necessarily. Yeah, not all follow-ups yeah. are worthy of that sometimes it's a film later down the track or sometimes yeah, yeah. it's no film at all or it could be a film in a totally different franchise yeah, yeah that yeah. has similar themes rocky 2 in itself is also quite beautiful the reason being is that it continues on these themes of relationships and dynamics especially when it comes to rocky and adrian yes which obviously i will love because that was my favorite element of rocky yes, yes. the rest do tend to be more boxing sport films part four is essentially made up of montages but it is still a fun film and you know Six sequels later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the franchise isn't going away. Anyway, I, no, I'm saying, No, yeah. I don't think so. But as for Rocky, Sylvester Stallone's movie that catapulted him into international stardom and has kept him there for decades, it is undoubtedly a five-star film for me. It nice. is absolutely perfect. Again, I think parody has relegated it to it being a lot more simple and <laughs> probably stupid than what it really is. I think it's been dismissed. But when you watch it and you just sit back and immerse yourself in this world with, for me, one of the most charismatic protagonists who you really just want to succeed, it is the most perfect of sport films. It is one of the loveliest love stories and a great examination of working class culture, masculinity, and the way women fit in such a masculine and hypermasculine world. So with that all said, Philip, I'm curious, what do you have in store for me next time?
0: So, I've got a special treat for you. Oh, I love treats, Philip. Next time, I'm going to show you the queer comedy classic of Jim Carrey and Ewan McGregor. Yes. I love you, Philip Morris.
1: Oh, okay. Can't wait to see that. I've not seen it before. Beautiful, beautiful.
0: But with that in the bag.
1: I've been Wayne Selini,
0: And I've been a Philip Hunting, And, and you you've just, just experienced, experienced Fred Watch. Watch. Cue music.
1: Bow, bow, bow.
0: Beep, beep, bow. Bow, bow, beep, beep, bow, bow. <laughs> I'll stop that,
1: Philip. <laughs> <sighs>